You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Happy New Year! Wow, here we are. Well, I do really want to wish you all the very best for 2017. It's, uh, it's great to have church on New Year's Day. And uh, this comes round once a cycle. It will be 2023 before this happens again, that Sunday is New Year's Day. And a uh, great joy uh, from Esther and myself to, to wish you a happy New Year and to pray God's best for your life. Also, do want to add my congratulations to the newly engaged couple. And uh, I did very much enjoy hearing the extreme lengths that Kutsi went to to make it a very special engagement. It made me want to get engaged all over again to realize how bad I did, really, compared to some of these modern guys who seem to be uh, planning for months and months. And uh, it's very exciting to catch up with the story of uh, their engagement if you've not yet heard it. Uh, if you're new, if you're visiting us today, uh, a warm welcome to you. Great to have you here. If you join us on the podcast because you are out partying late, well, may the Lord deal with you. And uh, uh, seriously, uh, Happy New Year to you also. And uh, we thank God there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Well, of course, 2016 uh, was uh, an impactful year across the world. Every year you can comment on some of the world events and Uh, We try and not be political here at the pulpit, but to see some of the ongoing devastation in Syria and parts of the world, some of the despicable acts of ISIS and terrorist groups to sense some building tensions across world politics, I thank God that my confidence is in Him. Don't you? You know, last year was a year that brought forth a few surprises, Leicester City, won the Premier League, (laughs) probably more significantly, uh, we voted by a small majority to leave the European Union and the United States of America voted Donald Trump as its president-elect to be inaugurated uh, in two or three weeks' time. And uh, I think it indicated some of the disillusionment of many in Britain and the United States with an an out-of-touch leadership and traditional politics. And it reminded me of the promise of the Bible that says everything that can be shaken will be shaken. But God reigns on his throne and is a certain help in a time of trouble. And uh, if Article 50 is triggered in March, uh, may I encourage us as the people of God to hold steady because he is steady. And whatever may be said around us in the media, whatever concerns there may be, whatever may or may not happen economically to know that our times are in his hands. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And whatever may happen, even economically, remember the people of God. It it was dark in Egypt, but it was light in Goshen, where the people of God were. And uh, we trust him and him alone. I also, uh, I'm still thanking God for a great year here at CLM in 2016. And to see many people give their lives to Jesus last year, to see many people baptized, to literally see all of our ministries growing and flourishing through last year and and also to be humbled uh, to think of the sacrifice of so many uh, that have given themselves faithfully to the service of God, uh, this local church here. Uh, We are our greatest impact yet in our city through the partnership projects that we're involved with with other churches and I think we should probably profile some of that work Uh, early in 2017, the projects that we're a part of and you can get involved in. Uh, But exciting to see us making a difference in people's lives. Of course, last uh, March, we went to two services and uh, you kind of look around the room, see uh, why we had to do that. And uh, again, just to think of so many making that work. It was weird coming back to a 10.45 start, certainly for me this morning. Uh, I, I went to bed, I was a bit late last night, later than I planned to be, and then I, I kind of, I made a bit of a plan, I thought, when do I need to set my alarm, when do I need to get up, and I thought, I've got so much time 
before church in the morning. I can't believe we used to do this every week. We were so lazy, and uh, it was amazing. So, uh, yeah, it's been really interesting to remember this was our service time for for a long time. Uh, And then to think back to the amazing vision offering in October. And uh, many of you were a part of that. And uh, we were around our table uh, for, for our tea time yesterday. And, and Esther said, Let, you know, why don't we all share some of our highlights of 2016? And, you know, certainly for Esther and myself to think back on, on our Vision Sunday. And uh, what an amazing day that was. And, and also just to update you of uh, the £434,000 that were pledged by the end of November, which is the, the latest figures that, that I've got from our finance team, uh, £128,000 or 30% had come in uh, in the first six weeks after that. I want to thank you for your faithful giving. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, um, we'll keep you posted and keep you updated and uh, continue to pray uh, over every person and every pledge and every step of faith, every person that's trusting God. I'm really believing for our most significant year yet in the history of this house as we seek to bring the kingdom of God in our city and region to every life and sphere of society. Uh, I believe we're going to see miracles and testimonies. I believe it'll be a year of strengthening as well. I think we've had a number of years since moving into this new facility of digging fresh foundations. And it's going to be a year of pouring concrete, of bringing strength and stability, uh, not only to lives, and, but to processes and systems and some of the unseen things that will put a foundation in place for what is going to uh, come in the years that lie ahead. And, and I feel uh, really focused about what the Lord is doing and the timing and the sequencing that in years to come, we're going to see such a massive impact in our city, uh, but we've just got to keep building faithfully as strategically, deliberately in our own lives and also as a leadership. But I feel really excited about it. Also aware of the inevitable joy and challenges across the congregation like ours. For some people, last year was the most exciting yet. Some got married, had children were born. For some, it was the most challenging year of their lives. And loved ones were buried and some dark valleys were walked through. But the Lord walks with us all through the highs and lows of our life. And it's important we stand and walk with one another as well in a community like ours. Well, I'd like to speak today uh, about a new day. A new day. Uh, in many ways, could seem incredibly obvious to speak about a new day on New Year's Day. But I do believe the Lord has put this word in my heart to speak about a new day. You see, uh, across the nation, millions will make resolutions, many to get fit, to eat less, to lose a little bit of weight. I don't know if anybody joins the ranks of those who would like to be a little bit slimmer in 2017. And maybe as uh, 2016 came to a close, uh, you, like me, started to say 2017. Yeah, I'll I'll deal with that. I'll deal with that next year. Uh, I'll get fit next year. Uh, Well, it's now next year, so uh, we can't put it off any longer. We've got to do what we said we're going to do. But I believe also that God invites us to a new day. The unchanging God of the ages, the one who is the ancient of days. I know if you've noticed in life that the older people get, the the more they tend to reminisce and the harder it is to change. But our God, who is the very ancient of days, is always doing a new thing. He is ever young in that sense, even though he is uh, beyond age. He is new and he is creative and his creativity doesn't slow up. It remains ever constant. He's the one who says, behold, I make all things new. He says, the old is gone, the new is calm. He says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? He says in Isaiah 43, probably because no, we don't. But God is always doing a new thing. God is always on with something new. And I believe for all of us today, God would want to speak a new day into our lives and challenge us to lay hold of the opportunity that is right here to make today a new day. If you've got a Bible, will you come with me to Joshua chapter 1? And I'm going to read for many of us what will be familiar verses at the start of the book of Joshua. Joshua 1 verses 1 to 9. This is what my Bible says. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, The Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, 
You and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them, the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, uh, all the Hittite country to the great sea to the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Who wants to be prosperous and successful? Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Well, I'd like to speak about a new day. You know, new days are part of life, aren't they? There are times where things can happen and it heralds a new day. I can remember at the age of 18, my parents driving me off to university. I went to Birmingham University and I remember we packed all my stuff into their car and some of you will be familiar with having done this or maybe you are the student, maybe you are the parent, maybe you were once. I remember being driven off with my belongings in the back of my dad's car and being dropped off and then my parents waved them goodbye and off they went and it was a new day. I had entered freedom for the first time. My life was before me and, uh, and, and to my shame, I never gave my parents another thought for four whole days. And then I thought, oh my, my goodness, I, I ought to let my mum know I'm okay. And uh, terrible, Sandra, I know you cannot believe that. I know if that had been uh, Elliot. But listen, uh, sometimes it's a new day. It was a new day in my life. It was a new chapter. I remember when Esther and myself got married. I remember waking up the next morning next to my wife and being aware that it was a new day. This year, we will celebrate 20 years of, of marriage. And uh, I know, it's exciting. I, I ought to do something significant, oughtn't I? Um, I, I yeah. I said, because um, John Andrews was saying, wasn't he, that when, uh, when, he was, uh, when it was 20 years for them, uh, he took Dawn to China. I said, I, I'll, I'll take you for a Chinese. Um, you know, we'll, like, we'll do something. We'll do something. But um, we'll do something. But... Um, but it was a new day. It was a new day in my life. I can remember when we got the keys to our first home and moved in. It was a new day. We were homeowners. The sense of responsibility. We had a mortgage to pay. Uh, nothing like the sense of responsibility when Samuel, our eldest, was born. And I can remember uh, after two or three days, us leaving the hospital with this tiny child in a car seat and thinking, oh my days, we do not have a clue what to do. I can remember us, us very, very carefully checking about eight times that the car seat was all right in the, you know, with the belt and it's right, really difficult to get them in, isn't it? And, and then uh, driving home at 10 miles an hour, you know, going, slow down! Slow, I've got a baby! It's like, like, why is everyone driving so fast? We've got a baby on board. It's like, it was a new day. And uh, we entered a new era of life. You know, sometimes new days can come upon us. Things can happen that seem external to our choosing or our making, but they can change our circumstances. They can change us. Uh, five years ago, uh, we were invited uh, here to this church to have a coffee with the national leader of AOG. And uh, it was actually more than a coffee, only we didn't realize it till we got here as we received an invitation to pray about coming and, and pastoring this great church. And uh, it was a new day. A new day had come to our lives. We hadn't been seeking it. We hadn't been looking for it. We hadn't been expecting it. But a new day came. Uh, I was thinking about 
Elisha on the day where Elijah was taken up into heaven and he left his cloak and his mantle and Elisha picks it up. It was a new day. A new day in his life. He, it demanded something from him. A new day when Joseph's prison door finally opened and inside 24 hours he was in charge of the nation of Egypt. But you know, we also learn in life and in God that any day can be a new day. Let me say that again. We learn in life and in God that any day can be a new day. If you caught some of what was coming through at the end of our worship, which hadn't been planned, this idea of I choose your majesty. I choose to worship. I make a choice. I want to say we can choose a new day today. It's a decision. It's a choice. It just takes a decision, a decision to give our all to Jesus, a decision to confess what we need to confess, a decision to get help, to become accountable, to live at a different level of faith or obedience, a decision to do something which will cause you to shift gear, a decision to quit compromising, a decision to go beyond thinking about something and start vocalizing something to start expressing the desire and the dream of your heart. Uh, years ago, we, uh, we met a couple. We actually rented a house when we were first married off a, a couple who were missionaries in Africa. They, they were doctors. They were both doctors. They'd been high flyers in their careers. And uh, God had called them to be missionaries. They knew when they were studying they were going to serve God overseas. And, uh, and we, we met up with them, and they were talking about when they were students, when they were medical students, uh, there was a group of them that would dream and talk about serving God overseas, using what they were learning. Um, but it turned out that only this one couple had actually realized the dream ten, ten years later. And, and I said, do you think the others will go? And they said, I, I don't think they will now. You know, life has taken a, a different turn. They've you know, they've got big mortgages and responsibilities. I, I don't know. And we said, you know, look, do you think the call and the desire was the same? He said, yeah, I think it was actually. So, well, what, what was the difference? And they said, we never stopped talking about it. In, in our years as, ha as, um, uh, as trainee doctors, house doctors, when we were doing 100 hour weeks, we still said, when we go to Africa. We still said, when we're missionaries. We, we dreamed about it, we, 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 said, we said it, we confessed it, we said it was going to happen, and it came to pass. Something can be powerful in our confession. Sometimes it can be a new day when I start my business. It, it might not be for three years' time, but something that's in your heart where you say, I, I'm going to start talking about it. A new day. You can choose a new day. It can be a new day in your life today because you decide to make it a new day. You decide to do something about it. Joel prophesied, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision for the day of the Lord is near. Now for many people stuck for too long in a certain place, in a habit or a pattern or a way of living, knowing you could be more, you could be free, waiting for a new day. Well, it's here. You just got to choose it. You can seize it. Make today your new day. I'd like us to consider Joshua. You see, for him, this was a new day. And the Lord called him to step up, to step out and to step in. And I'm going to visit those thoughts in a moment. He stepped up into a new level and day of responsibility. He stepped out into a new day of faith and he stepped in to a new day of dependency. But before we consider these steps, I'd like us to observe three things. Firstly, the Lord was looking to redefine Joshua. If you, if you read the Bible, what you'll hear is that it says, uh, Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid. At the start of this chapter, Joshua is defined by other relationships in his life. Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' aid. Now, it's not wrong to be somebody's son or somebody's apprentice. And actually, we serve the seasons of our lives. But God was calling Joshua to be all that Joshua was called to be. He was calling Joshua to step out from that season, to step out from Moses' shadow. And some of us, you know, we, we can live in other people's shadows sometimes. We can be so-and-so's brother or so-and-so's sister or so-and-so's son or daughter. Now, obviously, when we're young, we're grown up, we understand that. You know, in, in the playground, uh, when I, I go and pick Anna Grace up, I, I'm, I'm Anna's dad. No one knows my name. I'm defined by her. I love it. 
No one knows who I am or what I do. I'm Anna's dad. That's cool with me. And, and there are certain places where that works. But also some of us, we can live under somebody else's shadow. Or we can live under some sort of role and God will want to call something out of us to be all that he is calling us to be. To be the fullness of what we were created for. The Lord was looking to redefine Joshua. The Lord loves to redefine people. He said to Abraham, I'll call you Abraham. You've been called father, even though you're barren, I'll call you father of many. Jesus looked at Simon and said, I'll call you Peter, because I see in you a rock. And he called something else out. And Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, he calls him out to step up, to step out, and to step in, in order to be everything that God was calling him to be. And I want us to understand that we can choose a new day. We can choose to, to quit compromising and to live the life that actually in our heart of hearts we want to live and make some decisions and do what we need to do and, and make the steps that we need to make and take the steps we need to take. And as we do that, we will become all that God has created us to be. We will be in that sense redefined. You know, sometimes we're defined not by a role or relationship, but by a characteristic. We've been unreliable, half-hearted. Maybe we've been absent or erratic or critical or negative or small-minded or insecure and everybody knows it. But it's in the process of responding to a new day that we'll be freed to be everything that God called us to be. The second thing I'd like us to observe before we consider these steps is that the Lord was looking to extend Joshua. He was looking to extend Joshua, to expand his horizon. He was calling him to more. He said, your territory will extend. He calls him to step up. It was a new day. And, and he calls something massive out of Joshua. But he says, and, and you will extend. Your territory will extend. I believe God delights to extend us. God delights to expand us. God delights that, that our horizons would increase. Our influence would increase. He says your, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river to the great sea. He, he describes the geographical area and how vast that would have seemed to Joshua. How unthinkable, unimaginable. You see, for us, we see how it all plays out. Of course, the geographical Israel have been a source of conflict and pain through history. But let's not miss the point. God has more for us. God has more for us. You see, Joshua had escaped Egypt. He'd spied out Canaan as a younger man. But for 40 years, he'd been living in the wilderness. For 40 years, he'd been living in a desert. He'd been living a certain way. And maybe although he'd never given up the dream of moving into Canaan... I tell you, we can get comfortable very easy. We can get used to a way of life. And his way of life had become the desert way of life. And for some of our lives, we can get used to living in a way that we were not designed or called to live. Hello? We can actually, if we do a rerun in 2017 of 2016, we will, in 12 months' time, be dissatisfied with who we are and who we are becoming because we know God wants to extend us. Am I talking to anybody today? But we've got to make some decisions. But God's desire is to increase us, is to expand us, is that we would enlarge the place of our tent because he's doing a new thing. If you excuse me, mixing my verses for a moment. We have to refuse the comfort of the familiar and the safety of the known and allow him to enlarge us on the inside and the outside. In June this year, I've been invited to speak at, at Trinity Christian Center, Pastor Dom's church, church of 10,000 people. It will be a great honor, a great privilege for me to do that. It's an extension, but make no mistake, I understand I need to step up and step out and step in if the Lord's going to extend my territory. And the same is true for you. The same is true for every one of us. He desires us all. 
to move forward. And thirdly, the Lord was looking to prove himself to Joshua. The Lord never needs to prove anything, but he delights to prove himself. God, he delights to prove himself to you. He delights that you would have your testimony, your story, your encounter, your experience. God wanted Joshua to go on a journey where he'd see it for himself, where the God that he was serving would no longer be the God of Moses, but would be his God. That it would be his testimony. He was about to see the Lord deliver him. And he was about to see Jericho fall miraculously under his leadership. You know, notice that the Lord had loved Moses. It says that the Lord spoke face to face to Moses, Exodus 33, as a man speaks with his friend. This is how tight they were. This is how close they were. But, but, you know, God's not mourning for Moses. Well, partly he's not mourning for Moses because Moses is with him now. It's no loss to God. Moses has been promoted into his presence. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus is glorified. And who's there with him? Elijah and Moses. Oh, so we made it into the promised land in the end. But you know, God is not in a period of mourning because Moses, he says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then. I want to say to someone, 2016 is dead. Now then. Now then. I don't care how bad you did. I don't care how good you did. Today's a new day. 2016 is dead. But here's the deal. Now then. Now then. He speaks a word to Joshua. He was looking to prove himself to Joshua. Moses, the era of Moses is gone. Now then. You're about to see me do something through your life, is what he says to Joshua. You're going to see me deliver you. No one will be able to stand against you. All the days of your life, as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. You thought you saw some great stuff then. You're going to see some great stuff now. You know, God delights to prove himself to us that we would have our own stories to tell. He's always looking forward. But the question is, will Will we step up? Will we step out? Will we step in? You see, there was a call that came upon Joshua. Firstly, Joshua needed to step up a new day of responsibility. Be strong and courageous, God says, for you will lead these people to inherit the land. It was time to step up. It was time for Joshua to step up into a place of leadership that he'd never experienced before. You see, he'd been around leadership for many decades, but he'd never been the leader. As the Pope once said, it looks different from up here. We're all good football managers from the sofa, aren't we? It's the easiest job in the world from the armchair. For Joshua, it was time to step up. God was calling him to do something he'd never done before. The reality was that if they didn't move, it was going to be his fault. If they didn't get ready, it was going to be his fault. If they wimped out and lacked faith and spent another 40 years circling around the wilderness, it would have been on his watch. It was time to step up. No, it may be that for a few of us, for 2017, there's a new level of leadership like Joshua, a promotion at work or a a bigger remit, the bestowal of responsibility, the weight comes on and sometimes we can feel it. You know, 2016 began for Theresa May as a member of the cabinet. Now, that's no small job, but by the end of the year, she's prime minister. Guess what? Time to step up. You can think about it. You can consider it. You can wonder if you can do it, but then you're in it. It's time to step up. And it may be for some of us, there's a season where we step up, but I want to say to all of us, we can all step up. We can all step up. Because actually, stepping up is about taking responsibility. Stepping up involves dealing with issues, dealing with our vulnerabilities. You know, if I want to be a man of God, no one can do that for me except me. I can't delegate my press-ups to somebody else. I can't delegate my hard miles in prayer to anybody else. I can't delegate my internal choices to anybody else. They're mine to make. 
And the question is, am I going to step up? Am I going to step up? Whether or not greater responsibility comes upon me, whether a greater role of leadership is bestowed upon me, let me tell you this. If you've got a dream in your heart to do something great for God, it's when you step up on the inside that you'll be given responsibility on the outside. It takes an internal decision first before the weight comes on you. It's, it's, I mean, I've just talked about Theresa May. You don't get voted in without other people recognize the credentials. It takes internal decisions to be given an external mandate. And it's no different in the things of the Spirit. So every one of us can step up. Don't wait for a promotion to step up. Make yourself promotable. Hello? I'm talking spiritually and naturally. You know, when I, when I, I work for a global company for a few years, and, and I went in there, and I began day one to behave like one of the managers. Not arrogantly, but in terms of maturity and responsibility, how I conducted myself, how I spoke, how I gave myself to the work, how fastidious I was, how responsible I was, how I sought to carry the culture, how I sought to serve others and respond diligently to, to communication. And I got promoted more quickly than any of my peers. I stepped up on the inside, and then I was asked to step up on the outside. And it's no different spiritually. If you want to inhabit everything that God has for you, don't wait for Him to come and pour a blessing on your life. Make a decision to step up on the inside. You want to be a woman of God? Well, it starts today. It's a new day. It's a decision. Don't wait for God to come and say, hey, I'm about to increase you and enlarge your territory. Make a decision. Hear the voice of the Spirit saying, will you step up this year? Because I want to increase you. I want to extend you. I want to enlarge your influence. I want to pour blessing in you. It's a decision, a new day of responsibility. Uh, stepping up involves dealing with our insecurities, our, our fear of failure, our low self-esteem. Our battle with confidence, our, our fear of lack, our struggle with rejection, our issue with lust, our weak prayer life, our inability to trust. Whatever holds you back, are you going to let the devil define you? Or are you going to step up? Well, it's a question, but I put it to you because I, I look out here and I long to see all of us, including the preacher, to step up. Imagine what could happen in our lives if we all step up, take a new level of responsibility to deal with some of the things that need to be dealt with. There are some things that need to be confronted. There are some grown-up people here who are married and yet there is parental control that still exerts pressure in your own life that creates intimidation and without dishonoring our fathers and mothers, we have to understand that for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother to be united with his wife, not to remain under the control of his parents. And some of these things, they can be some of the things that hold us back and limit us. You might need some advice as to how you navigate some of those things, but it begins with a decision So I'm not going to be intimidated anymore. I'm not going to be controlled anymore. For some, there may be debt that goes unconfessed and unresolved. Well, it's time to step up and take responsibility to do what needs to be done. For some, you may be in a wrong relationship or behaving wrongly in a right relationship. Well, sort it out. You may need a friend or a confidant, an armor bearer, a journeyman, an accountability partner. But let me tell you, it's a new day. Hello? It's gone very quiet in here. In the last two weeks, I felt the Lord highlighting an area of my life He wants me to address at another level. And I've resolved that I'm going to fast my lunchtimes through the month of January to spend time with the Lord and to allow Him to do a deeper work in my life. It's time to step up. Esther mentioned prayer and fasting. Three days of prayer and fasting. And for those who, who fast for longer periods of time. Let me encourage you, this is not us pulling back from a commitment to long periods of prayer and fasting. This is because we've observed there are some who get on board with prayer and fasting and others who where it just kind of goes over their head. 
And I know it because I talk to people in weeks of prayer and fasting and say, oh, I'm meeting so-and-so, we're going for a curry. Or, because it's it just like, there's no awareness whatsoever that we're in a week of prayer and fasting. Even though it's been announced, they've been here, it's been at e-news, it's been the bulletin, we talk about it every week. In their life, it's not hit the radar. And let me tell you, it would do every one of us good to engage with prayer and fasting. So say, if a week's going over people's heads, let's talk about three days. Let's get on board. And we understand, you know, there are some people who say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast Facebook, or I'm going to fast chocolate, or I'm going to fast EastEnders. Now listen, if you're three years old, then fine. You know, if, if it's a big thing to, to fast Iggle Piggle for a well, you know, do it. But for some of us, we're grown men and women, and we've never missed a meal. You won't die. It's time to step up. Hello? I'm talking to you today. I'm serious. Because we will not be the church. God is, we will not inherit the land. We will not move into everything that God has for us if we remain operating like kindergarten. I remember the first time I fasted for two days and three days and five days and seven days and 21 days. Time to step up. For some of you, you never fasted for a day. We'll do it. A whole 24 hours. Yes, really, with no food. Guess what? You'll be fine. And see what God will do in you. Let God grow you. Watch what God will do as you make a decision to step up. Move out from a place of comfort. For many of us, a new day to step up our devotional lives. A Bible reading program. And let me recommend something to you. I've, I've sourced something today. My pastor, the man that, that I served for many years, David Sherman, who's a man of God, has just before Christmas released a new book called A Verse to Live By. And there are 52 uh, devotions in here, 52 verses that have changed and impacted his life. And there are meditations on those. One uh, for every week of the year, or if you want to just get going, one for every day for the next 52 days. And these are, then normally these are, you can buy these for $7.99. He's given me uh, 50 to sell today at six pounds. And, and they're out. He said, just, just do it at six pounds. And I want to recommend this to you. For some of you to go and get this and say, at the very least, I'm going to read this. And once a week, I'm going to meditate on this first. I'm going to learn this first. I'm going to get it in me. I'm going to allow God to do something. It might not seem like a lot, but for some of us actually to get to the end of the year and have done that would be a step up from where we've been this year. I encourage you, go and get it. Verse to live by out uh, in the foyer. We've got 50 copies. When they're gone, they're gone. Stepping up requires character. It's about responsibility, attitude, faithfulness, dependability, perseverance, integrity, positivity, consistency. By no means exclusively, but especially to a younger generation, a social media generation, let me encourage us to be people that are committed to character in a world that is very superficial. Reading this book that Esther got me for Christmas, Banning Leibsch's book, Rooted, he talks about some of this, the challenge of social media. This is what, what he says, along with measuring success by short-term results, we're also measuring our significance by appearances. That is the visible highlights of lives we see on social media posts. If there was ever a more unstable source upon which to establish our significance, it's comparing our lives to others, especially through the images we see on Facebook or Instagram. Looking at someone's life through the moments captured in photographs is like looking at an iceberg from the deck of the Titanic. You've really no idea what you're seeing because only a small part is visible. And he says, I know this because I'm fully aware that my social media posts are all highlights. I post when my kids look adorable holding ice cream cones or when the room is full of people at a conference I'm leading, but never when I'm I'll try not to scream at my kids because they won't go to bed or when half the seats at the conference are empty. Hello? Now post till your heart's content 2017, but let's step up and be people of character, whatever our age may be. Joshua was called to step up, a new day of responsibility. He was also called to step out, a new day of faith. 
Joshua was called to lead, but not just to reorganize, not to rebrand a nation, but called to trust God at a whole new level. He got ready to cross the Jordan River. And God says, get ready to cross the Jordan into the land I'm about to give to Israel. It was the original faith walk. We've been talking about the faith walk before Christmas. The Jordan was in flood season. It's a crazy time to try and get across. The only way they're going to get across is by trusting God, by doing exactly what he says, by stepping out in faith. And when they get there, they've got to go and then do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. You've got to step up to a life of faith, a new day of faith. And God is saying to Joshua, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to function a new level of trusting me? And I want to encourage us as a church to, to be a church of faith that commits to move at a new level of faith that we will build on what we ended last year in. But I've observed something that other than just a very small number of people who seem like crazy people, what happens to most of us is we get called by God to take a step of faith. And he starts to woo us or provoke us or, or rattle us until we engage with the challenge to do something that's uncomfortable. And then if we obey, we step out. And, and as scary it is as it is, we see God come through for us. And we live in the joy and the exhilaration of faith fulfilled. And then instead of using it as a platform for the next step, we want to retreat back to the place where we were. Hello? We step up, God speaks to us about bringing a word to somebody and we feel nervous about it, uh, but he provokes us and we know it's God and we go up to them and, and we, we speak to them and it's the word of the Lord. But instead of realizing it's a gateway to a prophetic life, we beat a retreat like it was a test we just passed and thank goodness we got through that one. Hello? You see... God wasn't calling Joshua to go over the Jordan River to then come back over the Jordan River and settle again. He was to go over the Jordan River to then lay hold of Jericho, to then, to then, to then, to then. And I want to encourage you, if you've taken a step of faith in 2016, don't think, thank goodness I got through that. I tick that box, I pass that test. Understand God is calling you to a new day and a new level of faith, to be a faith person, to see God move incredibly in new ways, to lay hold of everything God has for you in your life. And finally, Sarah, would you come? We're called to step in. A new day of dependency. A new day of dependency. The Lord was calling Joshua to step up and to step out, but also to step in, to depend on God like never before. A new day of dependency, of intimacy, of proximity says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you wherever you go. He says, don't let this book of the law depart from your mind. Meditate on it day and night so you may be careful to do everything written in it. I've already spoken a little about devotional patterns and life, but I, as well as urging us to apply ourselves to the health of routine and the need for discipline, the Lord invites us to step in. A new depth of relationship with Him. I want to say, again, it's a new day if you want it to be a new day. Is there anything in you that hungers for more of God? Is there anything in you that would desire to walk more closely with Him in 2017. The Lord called Joshua to step up and to step out, but He also talked to him about intimacy. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I'll be with you wherever you go. He's, he's helping Joshua, I think, understand that for all that he needed to step up into responsibility and step out in faith, it would only happen if he stepped in close to God. Meditate on this book of the Lord day and night. Don't let it depart from your lips. I know in my own life, in the seasons where I've stepped up and I've stepped out, it's only ever been possible because I stepped in. It's only ever been possible because I drew closer to God. 
I need, he says be strong and courageous. I need strength to step up. I need courage to step out. But I need to step in for any of that to even happen and be possible. To learn to walk with him. I'll be with you wherever you go. Let me encourage us in home, in our relationships, at work, in our studies, in our parenting, in our recreation, in our finances. Let me also say in our battles and in our dark places. He says, I'll be with you wherever you go. You might say, is God with me in my dark places? Well, Psalm 139 says, if I make my bed in Sheol, in the depths, in the underworld, that means, in in the dark places. If, If I go to the dark places, you're even there. Maybe you're fighting a losing battle over an area of your life and you're conscious that it's grieving God. You realize he's there and he's the one that can pull you out of that. I know it's hard to get our heads around, but this is the one that we serve. In David's book, A Verse to Live By, the first thought, he quotes Sean Nequist, saying, God is waiting to be found everywhere. In the darkest corners of our lives, the dead ends and the bad neighborhoods we wake up in. And in the simplest, lightest, most singular and luminous moments, he's hiding like a child in quite obvious and visible places because he wants to be found. The miracle is that he dwells in both. My friend, it's time to step in. As I reflect on my own life, I thank God for the times I learned to step in at a new level. You don't need to be at Bible school to step into a new level. One of the most profound seasons of my life of learning to nurture the manifest presence of God, I was stacking shelves in Asda. I remember being overwhelmed by the presence of God in the soap powder aisle. Overwhelmed. Tears running down my cheeks because God met me there, doing my job, stacking some shelves. It's time to step in. It's time to make a decision. It says, God, I'm, I'm going to run after you. I'm going to seek you. Joshua, you've been familiar with God's presence as Pastor Esther shared with us before Christmas. He'd stayed at the tent of meeting when Moses had returned, but the Lord was calling him deeper still. In a famous poem attributed to Minnie Hoskins, was broadcast by George VI. 1939 on the eve of the Second World War called the Gate of the Year says this and I said to the man who stood at the Gate of the Year give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown and he replied go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God it shall be better than a light and safer than a known way so I went forth and finding the hand of God trod gladly into the night and he led me toward the hills and the breaking of day in the lone east So question, time is gone and forgive me for that, but will you step in? Will you position yourself afresh? Or maybe for the first time to be a pursuer of the divine presence. Will you commit yourself this day? Say, God, I want to step into a new level. Will you commit yourself to step up, to assume responsibility, to deal with what needs to be dealt with and to step out to be a person of faith? As I finish, it occurs to me, as is true for every hero of the Bible, from Joseph to Moses, from Esther to David and Peter and Paul, that actually when God called people to step up and to step out and step in, which he does throughout Scripture, it was never primarily for them. It was for others. No, it was for them and it was for the fulfillment of their destiny and their purpose. It was that they could be the best they could be. It was that they would fulfill everything God had spoken for them and to them. But actually, it was because of others. You know, it's why Moses says, please send somebody else. It says the Lord's anger burned against him. Why? Because he hadn't come to exalt Moses. He'd come to free a people from slavery. He'd heard the cries of his people in Egypt. And Joshua, he's called to step up and step out and step in in order that a whole nation 
and generations that would follow would be able to have what he destined for them. And around our worlds, let it not be lost on us on this New Year's Day. There are children in homes. There are friends in classrooms and housemates. There are colleagues and there are neighbours. There are people yet to walk through the doors of this church in 2017 who are going to need us to have stepped up and to have stepped out and to have stepped in. And it's for them we have a responsibility to respond. My friend, today's a new day. I'm going to invite the band to come. They're going to lead us in a final song. And I'm going to invite you as we sing to do whatever you need to do. For some of you, you might need to write something down. You might need to get your phone out and make a note and say, I am going to deal with this and this is what that means. And just make a note, make a statement. The Holy Spirit has been prodding you and you're just waiting for Him to to, to stop prodding you. You can leave it alone, but actually you know to respond to Him is what you need to do. You need to make a note of something. For some of you, you might need to kneel down where you are. For some of you, you might need to come down the front just say, Lord, I give you my life afresh. I want today to be a new day. I make today a new day. It's not only the 1st of January 2017. I make today a new day. I seize a new day. I make a commitment to step up. I make a commitment to step out. I make a commitment to step in. Lord, would you help us? Would you help us? Lord, sometimes we get disappointed with ourselves. We've made commitments before and we've not done as well as we'd hoped. But I thank you for a new day. Your word says your mercy is in you every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And may we come with fresh hope in our hearts, Lord. May yesterday's failures not deter us from making the right decision today. I pray, would you help us even in these moments to make some decisions that are going to honor you, that are going to delight you, that are going to please you. And we pray you would help us to do what you're calling us to do. In your precious name.